Is the labor shortage really just a mystery? I'll posit, of course, that it isn't. And the motivation for this episode is an article that came out in Business Insider that speaks about how a Subway franchisee said she had to pull her 16-year-old son out of school to work at her store because it was so understaffed. Now, this is a reality that isn't unique to this individual. I think uh, QSR and fast food and food service work uh, has been one of the big casualties of the pandemic in terms of its ability to rehire workers. Um, And that's a function of a few different things, which we will explore, of course, in, in a little bit. But this reality isn't unique the idea that stores are understaffed and, and people have to go to you know extreme lengths, especially if you have ownership stake in, in a franchise or, or you are a franchisee, uh, to make sure that, that the operation runs. Now, in terms of tactics, you know, this individual is, is quoted in the article as saying that it, the labor shortage is a complete mystery because she's tried to hike her wages $2 an hour, so whatever it is, $13 to $15 an hour, and still isn't able to move demand for her roles. Now, in this video, in this episode, we're going to be talking about three, uh, three things that I think need to happen from an employer brand standpoint uh, for companies to unlock, uh, you know, the, the kind of talent that they need. Um, this question of unlocking the entire labor market is something we think about a lot at Daggerfin. And tactically, it's not easy to do. And a lot of the the tactics actually um, are very deep. Uh, They require a lot of work. And I'll explain shortly. So the first is um, a distraction from who the actual customer is in in this case. And so when you see a tactic like raising wages $2 an hour, there's a a forget of a, a reality there where it feels like the owner is forgetting who the customer is. And in this case, of course, the customer is workers. And you think about all the money that's been pumped into the the system in the last 18 months. People haven't had to pay their mortgages or their rent or, um, you know, school loans. I think in some cases people haven't, you know, been able to to delay paying car uh, payments and different things. So there's been a lot of payments that have been taken off the table. And the kind of worker that, works at a, at a subway franchise or QSR or fast food typically skews younger. Um, this is usually the area where you're looking at your first or second job. You know, it's maybe the supplement to go into school. And, uh, there's a reality there where the cost basis for these individuals, you know, they haven't picked up families or, um, you know, different things that cost money as you get older. And so the, you know, the cost basis is down and if you can get by, you know, taking on a, a side hustle or a side gig or picking up part-time work, then the attraction or the appeal of a job such as a sandwich artist inevitably comes down. And I think part of building a great employer brand is being very thoughtful and realistic about where your company is on the scale of attractiveness. And, and that, of course, speaks to industry. I think that has a big part to it, but also the kind of job that, you know, people are doing. I think customer service work especially, you know, the perception, at least, uh, to, to most people is that um, it's difficult. And, and you, you, you know, there's certain dynamics around getting yelled at and, and uh, getting yelled at by customers and, and dealing with the unpleasant things of running a business. That typically happens at the customer service level. And so, you know, the idea that you can 
hike、uh, wages two dollars as a tactic and expect a big shift in in the way people view the work. It's it's just not realistic. Now the article also goes on to say that another restaurant owner hiked their wages up to twenty five an hour, and they've had no problem finding staff. Now that is a big enough shift. I mean that's almost a doubling of base wage. Uh, for this kind of work, and, and I think, of course, that ends up being, you know, the, the, of course, a determinant when you when you're talking about attracting people back. It's hard to make 50k a year、um, doing things like side gigs and and part time work, and so that becomes an attractive proposition. But of course, not not every company has that that luxury enabled, you know, to be able to to leverage their balance sheet or leverage their cash flow that way. And I imagine that you know, Subway franchisee may not, in the short term, have that. That kind of ability, and you start to get this downward spiral, of course, where if you can't have workers into the, into、uh, if you can't attract workers into your store, then you can't service customers, and if you can't service customers, then revenue comes down, and then you can't actually then reinvest in、uh, the the business in terms of hiring workers at a higher wage rate. So there's a cycle here that's dangerous, and, and it's it's、uh, definitely a factor. But the first of the three variables, I think, or the three factors I, that are important to to pay attention to, is that. Companies need not need to not lose focus on who the customer is in this environment, and the customer is your workers. And you've got to make sure, just as the saying is, where customers always king. And of course, that's not the case when you talk in an employment contract. But the pendulum is shifted in terms of power towards workers, and so small gestures, you know, the the two dollar an hour wage hike isn't enough to unlock the market. There's no there's no way. There's no chance, and so to tie that back to the original premise, which is that the labor market is a mystery. It's not a mystery when you think about the intrinsic motivations of human beings and what that means from a from a money standpoint. Money, of course, isn't the most important thing, especially in in today's age where you're seeing workers care more about the balance that they get and whether they've got flexibility and can they balance work with doing their own things and and the things that they like to do. Money, of course, isn't the the end all be all, but it's still a factor. And incremental shifts aren't going to make much of a difference on the grand scheme of things in terms of demand. Now, second is、uh, a, a key employer branding idea. It's a concept here, and and that's that. In order to attract workers to take on lower wage roles, what I think a, a big swath of the Working population will "quote unquote" call a crappy job. You've got to reframe what those jobs mean, or or what the the implication or the perception of taking those jobs means. And so, one way we've discussed already is to jack up wages. You know, from thirteen to twenty six an hour, twenty five an hour. That'll unlock demand, no doubt. So you have one one tactic there, but another is to think about how. As a company, you can manage your business such that you can give people a little bit more ownership of the business. You know, one one tactic, and not, it, this isn't a prescription for all businesses, but you know, in in extreme times like this, would a tactic like paying out a profit share at the end of the month for a franchisee be? Would that be enough to change the perception around what this work is? So yes, it's the same job. You're still making sandwiches. But at the end of the month, can you incentivize people with a little bit of a profit share 
And it, it, and I think what that does is it changes the conversation around what it means to work at that organization. And that might be enough to unlock the market too. Now, there are other tactics, of course, you can think about where you leverage your balance sheet. Um, but that's one, I think, that would work in this case, which is the Subway franchisee. You know, the is there other things, that, other perks or benefits that you can you can leverage, right? Maybe uh, can you give away more food or, or can you, you know, give people in line with, with the subway kind of methodology or approach, can you give people maybe, you know, grocery uh, allowances that, that allow them to buy healthy food? There's a reframing around what it means to work or that relationship at an organization that needs to happen. And that's a very difficult employer branding. It requires a lot of thought. It requires a lot of strategy. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen in order to unlock the labor force or the labor force that doesn't want to work at the minute doesn't want to work at the crappy job to come to a, to a job like making sandwiches, for example, at, at a subway. Now, third, and, and this is tapping into really what kind of the the millennial and Gen Z workforce is looking for. And actually, it's, it's a function of the remote dynamic too, which is autonomy. And what you're going to find more and more, and what we have found over the last 18 months, is that people are, are starting to skew towards or get attracted towards roles where... Um, there's, there's as much autonomy as possible. Now, that doesn't mean that you as a business owner, as a, as a manager, can allow for uh, less accountability. That has to be very high. But is there ways that you can allow your workers at a Subway franchise ownership over different things? Now, I don't know the specifics around Subway, um, but from experience of my own working in, in jobs like this, you know, back in college, you know, th- being able to man the till, for example, was a, was a big deal because you had ownership over taking money in and things like that. And so there are different opportunities within the four walls of a, of a Subway restaurant or any restaurant for that matter where you can in- improve ownership of different responsibilities. And that might also be enough to sway or to push the seesaw of power a little bit back in the direction of, of the employer such that you can attract workers. So now we've talked about kind of the shifting... Uh, the reframing of what it means to work there with real incentives, profit share at the end of the year or at the end of the month, uh, you know, allowances for for groceries as two, you know, top of top of the head tactics. Uh, you've got the increase in autonomy. Is there anything in the in the four walls that you can say, here you have ownership of that, and that's really your thing, and you man that. And does that help with with bringing people back in? And then finally the shift back to realizing that in this environment, in this in this world where the pendulum has swung so far in favor of the worker in terms of that power dynamic, can you go back to viewing them as the customer? Because at the end of the day, the you know, there's the Richard Branson saying where if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of the business. It's probably never been more true than today where you've got to main, retain the employees that you already have Tactic two and three speak to that a little bit. But making sure that the marketplace knows that you view the worker as the customer and you are, you are going to hold them at the highest level of regard. And you do that with pay or whatever whatever tactic works for your balance sheet. Um, but that reframing again of, of that relationship I think is very important. When you see headlines like people are baffled by the idea that this this labor shortage is 
or that two dollars an hour more isn't gonna it isn't fixing the problem. You know, it's it the the last eighteen months have been so dramatic in terms of what they've done to the the economy, what they've done to the the labor participation rates, that it's gonna take more than than kind of incremental incremental moves, incremental tactics to to bring everybody back to work. And uh, you know, I think it starts with a reframing of a few different ideas that we think about a lot uh, in the employer brand space.